Willkommen, this is Julia. And this is Shane. And this is Think Plant-Based. Think Plant-Based. Make sure to check out recipes, health tips, travel tips at www.thinkplantbased.com. And we're officially on iTunes, so please rate and write us a review on iTunes. Write us a review. Give us... Two stars, three stars, maybe five stars. Let us know. Oh, for sure, Let's, five. Yeah, I mean, who would give us two stars anyways, yeah. right? But yeah, make sure to do that because that's how we get found. We're back with Think Plant Yeah. Days. Yay. We got a special guest today, Monk Coleman. How's it going? Hello. Beautiful. Thank, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, our pleasure. I, I appreciate you having me on this morning. I don't know what time it is for you, but it's morning for me. Right. Are you based in Oakland, California, right? Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah, please tell the listeners more about yourself. Well, I'm just turned 52 in December. And uh, through my own transformation was my career created to help others to see the greatness in themselves and to transform any part of their life they think is not, um, I'd have to say, up to par uh, as far as they feel I need to get better in certain certain aspects of their life, but it all starts with the foundation. So I help people to really, you can't change anybody, but you can get them to look in a different direction and give them things to implement in their life that they can make that change for themselves. Um, so that's what I do. I'm a transformational coach, plus, you know, I do the author thing. And I, um, I recently retired bodybuilder <clears throat> and just trying to, fully be me show up in this world how i'm supposed to show up 100 percent, and help to create change on the planet um that's what i'm here for i think that's what we're all here for to really fully actualize and to bring our love and our light to create heaven on earth that's great yeah. so what uh can you tell us more like how you create change like some points so the, the best way, I think the only way we can create change is to create change within ourselves. Right? We have to be the change. We have to be that which we want to see. And, and there's nothing external that we can really do if the inside, if we don't really connect to the love that we are on the inside, then our actions are going to reflect that love. And then whatever we do, if your actions reflect that love, you're going to be creating change. So the only way to create change is to create change within yourself. And just doing that is creating change on the planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what inspired you to, uh, to go vegan plant-based uh, on your journey there? We always like to ask people how well, they get from A to B. Well, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. <inspired. laughs> nothing. Nothing inspired. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm so serious. I didn't okay. even know what a vegan was when I stopped eating meat. <laughs> oh, well. Right? Yeah. So a few years prior to me starting my meditation practice, my spiritual practice, I was an alcoholic. And I was an alcoholic to the point where I was peeing blood. Oh, no. And I, and I didn't know what to do. I've already sold the drugs. I've already did everything that I thought was going to bring me some type of peace or some type of fulfillment in my life. And I was very depressed. 
and I was and I was very anxious, had a lot of anxiety. And alcohol was my best friend at the time because mm-hmm. it would always bring me to a place of a false sense of present. Right. And there's only peace and presence. But when you do it with a drug, you got to pay for it on the back end. True. And I finally caught up caught up to me where I was paying for it on the back end. And on, on top of that, when you do use a, a drug, you actually dumb yourself down, whether it's alcohol or any other type of drug, even food. Food is an abused drug. And then when you dumb yourself down, the decisions you make in your life are going to be low vibrational decisions, which is going to create what? Chaos in your life, right. dysfunction in your life. Our life only depends on the de- decisions we make. We're talking right now because of the decisions we made prior to this in our lives. That's why we are where we are. So we can make better decisions. Ultimately, we're going to have a better life. Totally. So, like I said, I didn't make the choice consciously (laughs) to stop eating meat. Right. I started meditating because I didn't know what to do. And I started to make a connection to all life. Yeah. And we start to make a connection to all life. The, the boxes that every life is put into, the racial boxes, the political boxes, the species boxes, they start to disappear. And you start to connect to everything, understanding that everything is from the same source. And if anything has the ability to suffer, I, I, I can't be responsible for that suffering. Right. But I didn't know this. This was not on a conscious level. So three years into my meditation, someone asked me if I was a vegetarian because I was eating a vegetarian omelet. And I said, yes, I had no idea why I said yes, but I knew at that moment I would never eat meat again. And that was nine years ago. And it was it really blew my mind because the only thing I've been doing different was my meditation practice. And from the moment I started my meditation practice, I remained sober. So I was going through this healing process, plus connecting to life, all life, everything started to look different. The trees started to look, everything started to look different. So I had to look this up as far as the not eating meat thing. Why did I say this? And why is it so real to me? Like, I know I'm not going to do it anymore, but I didn't do one lick of research about this. I had no clue how to eat a vegetarian diet. Nothing. I was so ignorant to the whole thing. I didn't know what a vegan was at the time. And, it, and it, that's what it said. It said I was being connected to all life and I didn't want to do any harm. See, everything happens in the subconscious first. So I was getting my program rewritten for me. It was being changed internally. And with that, it was bringing different conscious thoughts to my awareness. Like maybe you shouldn't be doing this. Maybe you shouldn't be doing that. It started to change my decision making. Right. And I started to more align with who I was. So after that point, when I stopped eating meat, I was like, okay, let me see. I don't know how to eat. So I would just remove the meat from whatever I was doing. I just wouldn't, I didn't know anything about the nutrients I was supposed to replace it with or anything like that. I was just, I'm not going to eat this anymore. And then milk and eggs, I thought that it was a normal process, but then I came to find out it wasn't a normal process. And then I, uh, Stopped eating that as well. And then I realized that I'm wearing animals skin. Right. And I thought it was morbid. So I took all my shoes and I took all my anything that had to do with animals. I loaded them up in my trunk with some bananas and oranges, went down to the hood, popped my trunk and gave everything away. Mm. I just started to align more with 
who I really was. And that old story was being replaced by a new story. Right. So that's how I became vegan. That's how I knew any. That's the only reason why I knew anything about veganism at all. And the veganism to me, because there's a lot of judgment and a lot of other stuff I don't like in it, in the movement. Right. But to me, it's unconditional love. And what unconditional love means is you love people that don't agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a hard right? one sometimes. But yeah, yeah you have, you have to. Especially when you know the truth, right? <laughs> like you see so much suffering and then you're like, what? You don't see it? Or like some people even go back not being vegan anymore, right? They've been vegan for so many years. But you still, of course, want to love them unconditionally. But then you don't understand going backwards, right? But for your perspective, it might be backwards, but it's their journey, right? They have to find their path. Yeah, I mean, for me, it, meditation was connecting me to, and I know it's an open-ended word, but God, whatever that looks like for you. Right. The mm-hmm. ultimate consciousness, the ultimate higher consciousness. And when you connect to that and you do it on a regular basis, your decision-making starts you have an elevated decision-making process at this point. Like every decision you make is from another, it's, and it's on another level. So any, and all these decisions are creating these better experiences for you, these external experiences. Your friends change, the things you do change, the opportunities change, people do this random coincidence, there are no coincidences, but you have those all the time, the synchronicities, everything starts to change and you start to realize everything is on mm-hmm. purpose. Like there's, there's, there's nothing that's not on purpose. Like our conversation right now is 100% on purpose. It's not because we accidentally <laughs> came across each other right. or whatever. Yeah, totally. Right? It's on purpose. And when it, it, meditation is the ultimate or some type of practice is the ultimate red pill. Once you, once you, once you swallow that red pill, reality changes. And this is how I know that someone that can hate me for the color of my skin is just mm-hmm. misguided ignorance. They don't know who they right. are, so they mm-hmm. don't know who I am, right? Beyond form, beyond uh, belief systems, beyond all of these things is a connection to all of us right. and all beings, right? We are absolutely different from animals the way we think and move our conscious awareness, but they are conscious beings too. And they feel and love and all these emotions they experience exactly. as well, right? So. I have to understand, and I know it's hard because I know the truth about these things now, about the animal suffering. I know they suffer, but we're so conditioned that we believe that one animal should suffer or not even think about it. And then the other animal, if you hurt it, you go to prison. Mm -hmm. This is how (laughs) insane it is. Both those animals have the same capacity to suffer. They have the same capacity to love and to bond with a human being. So you have to understand that this is just a conditioning, just like you were conditioned and I was conditioned. Being raised up in my environment and what I saw and experienced and trauma that was passed down to me from my parents creates this false identity. And from this false identity, you do things that that show proof of what you already believe. So if you, you believe these certain things, you're going to look to try to find proof to make these things real. So, for instance, if you always looking at if you say, for instance, you say women are always this way. Right. Right. A certain way. 
you're going to always look at women and try to find that to make your story ring true to you. If you say all black people are a certain way or all white people are a certain way, you're going to look for that which you believe in that person. And you're going to find it. You're going to find whatever you want to find, whatever you believe you're going to find. It's going to make it true. And that's why politically people are so polarized, because whatever they see in that political world that they think is true, they're going to find it. Whatever they disagree with in that political world, they're going to look at the other side mm -hmm. and they're going to find that. So it's about our consciousness. What we are experiencing is right. what right. we believe. But what Okay, so, so what about the fact is that there are more people eating meat on this planet than b people that are plant-based, right? Like, we can't, like, ignore that, and that's, like, what I was wondering how we can change that. I mean, it's a process, right? We can't... It takes years even to get people more sympathizing with, with animals, because some people don't really feel like such a strong connection as you and us, you know, how we feel, how animals feel, or like, especially how fish feel. They don't make any noise when they suffer, right? So people get more compassionate when they see a dog getting beaten up, right? So that's a tricky topic too, I find. Yeah, so it, it really is about, you can never change somebody's beliefs about something. You have to be the example of what you want people. Like, when people come to me and they talk to me, even when they make jokes about things that aren't funny, <laughs> I can understand why they're, yeah. you know what I'm saying, yeah. right? <laughs> I can understand why they're right. doing it, mm -hmm. and I don't have to push back with anger or hate towards that person. I can still be a loving being and then have a conversation with them where they were more likely to ex to receive right. what mm -hmm. I'm trying to tell them instead of matching their energy. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? You can't drive out dark right. with dark. You can't do that. It's impossible. But it only takes a little flame to light up a whole room. You see, we got to right. be that flame. Totally. We got to be the example. We got to be the example of the vegan that we would love to meet totally. when we weren't vegan. We got to be the person that goes, wow, I really like the, this guy, this guy or this woman or man's energy. And I don't know, maybe I should look more into this, you know, because what what there's what he was saying or what she was saying makes a lot of sense. And there was no judgment behind this person. They were just giving facts and they were giving facts from a loving place. So that's what I do. And I get that. I, I even got a vegan tattoo on me. And it's not because I'm just vegan <laughs> cop. I'm not that. But it, it, it mm -hmm. opens right. the door for conversation. And the conversation. And they say, well, you really, you really love that diet. I'm like, no, it's not about a diet. And I'm not this gung-ho vegan uh, trying to change everybody either. But I said, this is what it is. Veganism to me is... is Mm -hmm. Unconditional love. It means love for all beings, including human beings, including you. It doesn't have to do with just animals to me. It's an understanding that we all suffer, that we all have these emotions, and I shouldn't be responsible for your suffering, and you shouldn't be responsible for mine. Right. That's what veganism is to me. And it doesn't change. It's no. not about no diet. It's not about even a lifestyle. It's about love, and that's mm -hmm. who essentially what we are. And when we connect to what we really are, which is love, then our actions are going to so look like that. They're going to be like that.
even when people don't like you. It's not going to stop you. Every sage, every spiritual teacher, every beautiful human being understood this. They understood that you cannot match that energy to make that energy go away. True. Right. You have to have a different energy to transmute the energy that you don't want. How can you fix something with the same energy that, that you don't want? It makes no sense. So if you're going to be mad at me and I'm going to be mad at you, we're just both going to be mad. We're both <laughs> going to get dirty. If you're going to hate me and I'm going to hate you, you cannot come yeah. out of this right. thing unscathed. You're going to take a hit. If I argue with my wife just to, just so I can get, oh, you're right, after that's over with, we're still, we both still got dirty. The energy that was exchanged was in the negative energy, and it doesn't matter what happens at the end of that. Right. We both lose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I hear, yeah, so I hear you wrote a book. Right. You want to tell us uh, what inspired you to write your book and what it's all about? I think so. Yeah, That's what I, I was a, told. A bunch of uh, pictures <laughs> oh, holding yeah. your great book. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, you know, I do, I do speaking stuff. So uh, I, I was watching a video and they said, well, what are you giving your audience? What do you what, what is your audience getting from you when you speak? And I was like, you know, my energy, my words, my story, all that, you know, all that stuff that that you let everybody have. But there was nothing tangible there. And usually when I speak, I don't have a script. I just talk just like I'm talking to you. I'll get up there and just start running my yeah. mouth just like love this. It. Improv. And, and, yeah. So one I wrote 10 things down one time. And I was like, I'm going to kind of be a little structured this time. And I'm going to talk about these 10 things. Did I do it? <laughs> no, I did not. So when I was watching this video and it said, what are you giving your audience to take away? I was like, you know, usually when you talk to somebody, they're very inspired. And then they go home and they're back to you know, life as normal. And it's like we hear things, we, we, we receive things. And, but then we let them things go and they don't last very long because in, in order to have a, a really change in your life, you have to be you have to really be um, consistent with with trying to find who you are and trying to tr the truth about you and making changes. You can't just listen to a seminar and, and then walk out and think everything's going to be good. There's work mm -hmm. that takes right. place after that. So I said uh, to myself, of course, not out loud. Um, that I'm going to go back and find these 10 things that I wrote about that I was going to speak about because they're some beautiful things and I think very important things to talk about and I'm going to break them down and I'm going to make a book out of them. And then that's where it came from. I was just inspired right when that idea came. And, you know, when you're inspired, that's in spirit. And I think that's uh, from God, God within our when we are lit up like that, when we are very excited or inspired about something, that's that God energy coming through us. And, you know, when they say strike the strike the when iron, it's when hot. It, what, what strike did they the say? Iron when it's that hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I yeah. Never used it before myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so, so when that inspiration hits you, right. don't ignore it. Yeah. You act on it. And that's what I did. And I just got down and I just started writing. I was like, this is, this is, this is going to be it. And, you know, within the, like a year and a half later, it was wow. in print. That quick. So, yeah. So it, I mean, we're all divinely yeah, guided, exactly. but we got to listen.
Yes. We gotta listen. And the and the, the 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 more we get into a position to to receive and to listen, and I think this is why meditation was so powerful for me, it's because you're in a position to listen. It's not about you asking for anything. It's not about you, I need this, I need that. It's about what do I need to do? This is the type of position for me meditation is to get still and to listen to that small voice. And to and as you're and as and as you're doing that as you're doing that, you're also changing your subconscious program, not knowing it. Because I didn't know that was happening to me um, until I started doing some research on meditation and the benefits of it later on down the line, like years after I was doing it. I didn't even know what I was doing. Basically, I had to look it up to even start it. It said basically sit down, be quiet. Have that experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It wasn't it wasn't something it wasn't something that had a structure to it or nothing. It was like, why don't you sit down and listen for a while? Because you do too much talking. Slow down. You're, you're, you're being, yeah. you're doing too, <laughs> right, slow it down. All right. Pause for a second. All you've been doing is going, 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 having babies, drinking, <laughs> clubbing. I mean, doing, selling drugs. Doing, it's right. like, just slow down. You have to deal with, you have to heal mm-hmm. from the trauma that's in you. You have a lot of, and in order to heal it, you have to right. face it. And you have to face it without a substance. In in, and that's in, hard. in silence. Yeah, a lot of people test. don't want to do it, right? They'd rather not face it and just put everything under the rug and just yeah. keep on living life. Or find a crutch with, you know, substance abuse or anything. Even running. People can run too much. Or you too know, much exercise in general, yeah. right? Yeah, so it's trying to find a balance, right? Yeah, to be yeah 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 so we try to distract ourselves with everything (laughs) and just because i know my my experience my childhood it was very dysfunctional but even people that had a pretty normal childhood they still are dealing with trauma they are still dealing with emotional trauma sometimes physical trauma there's people think that just because you didn't have a real hard time doesn't mean that you're not going through a lot of things internally And we are nature, we are creatures of nature that we like to suppress everything. We don't like to deal with it. We, if it's uncomfortable, we don't want to feel it, whatever that mm-hmm. is. We just keep pushing it down. But I'm going to tell you right now, whatever is suppressed is will exactly. be expressed later on down the line. It's not going anywhere. Right. So true. It's like putting everything everything under the rug, out, right? It's, <laughs> it's yeah. still there, but it's uh, <laughs> hidden for a bit. <laughs> and it grows yeah. too. It's kind of like a disease too, right? Like... Is a disease comes from sometimes suppressed emotions and so many other things too. So it's Absolutely. an accumulation 100%. of energy that will be expressed sooner or later, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Right? It'll be expressed yeah. through disease. It'll be expressed through outbursts. It'll be expressed through violence. It'll be expressed all different type of ways, and exactly. everybody is different. And and if you if you I look back at my experience with my relationships, it was always okay. For for a little while and then boom oh. a blowout right and it's back to normal because uh-huh. you release that all the stuff you were suppressing all the stuff you didn't want to have a talk about every single thing in that relationship you know down there it had to come up at one time and i really believe now i have a different understanding when people abuse physically abuse their partners 
And I really believe they're sorry afterwards. I really do believe that because that outburst, that physical action was just suppressed emotion that came out and they were really basically taken over by it. And I really feel sorry afterwards, but that doesn't fix the right. issue. They're just going to start doing it again. And that's when it's, it's like a, a cycle over and over and over, over again. You're good for a little while, then boom, you're good for a little while, then boom. And they don't know how to stop it. But the key is to deal with things as they come and not to suppress exactly. them. And if we can do that, and that's what meditation does for me. Every day I deal with what's going on and right. sometimes twice a day. So nothing is suppressed. So anytime something comes up, I see it, I deal with it, I watch it, I allow it to go. I faced, I finally started to learn to face whatever was going on internally. I had right. to, I was going to die. And with that, it changed out everything I thought I can do. From very limited, as far as what I can do, to unlimited, knowing that right. I can do whatever I want. And aligning with my higher self and making better decisions. And one of those was, you know, of course, um, not putting that energy, the meat energy into my body and having to understand, understanding that, that we all deserve, we're all deserving of life and not to suffer and, and to, you know, love our families and things like that. But that was just one, one aspect of it. So I don't, I never want to be pigeonholed as the, the vegan <laughs> bodybuilder guy. You know, I, I, mean, I I'm not, I, they're, they're right. out there, but I'm not that guy. You know, I, I, I'm literally not that guy. I'm that let's, let's, let's find the God within ourselves guy. And that's going to change our right. actions externally. That's going to make us more loving people. And if you're more loving people, then the things that you don't think about, suffering of others will start to be mm -hmm. relevant totally. in your own life right you can see it in everywhere i used to look at homeless people or drug addicts on the street even as an alcoholic like oh well, look at the losers yeah right right how, how, how righteous of me with mm -hmm. my own addiction problems to look at somebody else that's really burnt out on the street talking to themselves or peeing on themselves or like look at them like how can they let themselves get that way when i was I could have looked at myself in the mirror and asked myself, well, how did I let yeah. myself get this way? And they just, they just don't understand who they are. And they don't understand how to heal from the pain. And, and all addiction is, is, is a response to trauma. So this, this person out here probably had the most traumatic life you can imagine. And you would deal with it probably the same way mm -hmm. if it was you. So I started to see myself in those people. Right. Those people were mm -hmm. me. Right. They were me. I just had a little bit more as far as things I can do that weren't going to be, I can't say damaging because I was killing myself, but it didn't have me on the street or, you know, um, in, the, in the exact same situation they were in. But then I realized that, that everybody's consciousness is, is interconnected. Like when you talk to somebody, you're actually exchanging information, your consciousness, they're linking up. And I understand that even though I'm in all those people that are working or operating from a very low place, I'm also in those people that are right. operating from a very high place. Like the genius, we have stuff in common too, right? The genius in me right. is the We're genius in you. We're all connected somehow, mm -hmm. right? And, and, yeah. 
Right, right. We all have access to the same information. So intelligence is nothing you can get from a book. Intelligence right. is how the book got created. We got to yeah. understand that there's a difference. There's academics yeah, exactly. and there's intelligence. Intelligence is creation. Academics, academics <laughs> <Yeah>. is <laughs> memorization. You're just looking. Right. You're just remembering these things. You didn't create it. You might not even have That's a very true. good understanding about it. You just know how to put it back <laughs> yeah, on so paper true. and get it It happens right. quite a lot to a lot of people. Right. And they come out in the real world and it's just like right. a totally different world that they've been living in, right? Yeah, right. You know why? Because right. you have to think And outside the box as well. And you have to, <laughs> yeah. you have to be yeah. intelligent to survive. And, and because, because you have to use your own power. It's, it's not there for you to record right. and then spit back out. Right. So inte- intelligence that, that when when they equate that to books, it kind of bothers me because it has nothing to do with books. So if you take a, a really book smart person <laughs> and you throw them in a situation <laughs> that they're not used to, yeah. they're going to fail. They just miserably. don't have the tools. Right. Right. They don't they don't yeah. have that, mm-hmm. that intelligence. They don't have that. Intelligence. They're not making that connection. They know how to uh, to, to remember things. And I'm not saying that having a bad, a good memory is a bad thing. I'm not saying that. But don't say you're smart because you can remember things. You have right. photographic memory. You said that. It's about <laughs> I have a half photographic memory. <laughs> okay, then you're half intelligent and half academic. Then. I have a half photographic memory. <laughs> right, so I'm saying when you put those two, two things together, sure. when you can understand yeah. that those aren't the same things. Now you're really yeah. moving with power because intelligence cre- is creation. And then if you have a good memory, well, exactly. you can remember what you created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can move forward. But everybody has the same access to intelligence. And that's why sometimes, and I know it's happened with you too, you may have a conversation with some, somebody and go, where did that mm-hmm. come from? Yeah. Lots of times. <laughs> like, where did that come from? Did I just say that? Like, did I just say that? I don't even talk like that. How did I just say that? Well, right. something came to you from an intelligent place, from a higher place. Believe me, the way I walk, talk, move, everything right. has changed since I started on this 10, 11 year thing that I got going on right now. To, to, to like born again type thing. Like, I, like alcohol is not even a thing to me. Like if someone said, you know, you can drink as much as you want and it won't affect your physical body at all. I'm like, right. I don't want that. I don't want it. I don't need it. So before we started, you guys. <laughs> yeah. <my name>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Yes. To explain to us the name. Okay. First of all, we're all conditioned beings, right? So when you were born, even before you were born, the conditioning started. We all know now, scientifically, that if something happen, happens to your mom when she's pregnant, something very stressful or traumatic, it affects you. Uh, it affects your whole being. So after you're born, and generations back, trauma can be passed down. That's also been proven. So when you get become, when you're born, come into this physical realm, you are perfect right right you don't have any judgments you don't have any beliefs 
you're just this perfect conscious being. You don't even know where you're at. You don't know what's going on. You're just looking around. Everything is brand new to you. There's no names to connect anything to. There's no systems that you know of. And then when you start to get to a point where you start to understand words and understand, start to have a, a little bit of understanding of how things work on earth, that's when the programming starts. And your parents have a big, a lot to do with it, right? Your parents, how they believe, what they, what they, how they talk, what they believe about certain things, your beliefs start to start form. And with your name, you don't know that that's your name. They just keep calling you this sound, trying to get your attention. And finally, you put it together. When they say this sound, that means they want me. Now you're starting to make the connection that this sound eventually means me. So it's not really you. It's just something that your parents gave you to call you and make you do things, right? So as you start to get older and you start to learn about politics, you're going to start looking at your parents and how they move politically. And most likely you're going to be the political party of your parents and your environment, whether you were born into a a uh, red state or a blue state or a uh, conservative or liberal, you're going to start to take those beliefs on. If you're born in a religious household, you're going to be taking on the religion of your parents who took it on from their parents and so on and so on and so on. So you get to the point where you're like, my name is Billy. I'm a Republican. I'm a Christian. Um, this is my diet. My diet was given to me too. You know, this is how we eat. Uh, you, you always hear uh, it's well, certain types of races eat like this. What's well, just passed down? So you think you are this whole thing when actually none of it's you. Your name's not you. You took that on. Someone gave that to you. Your religion's not you. Someone gave that to you. Your diet's not you. Someone gave that to you. Your political party is not you. You were heavily influenced by the people right. around you in your environment. So then you defend your whole life on things that aren't you. Right? If someone, we won't even have a, if I'm a diehard Republican, I won't even have a conversation with a diehard Democrat, not even knowing this person or their character. This is creating the boxes which, which we live in. So when you get to a certain place, and especially if you're born in a dysfunctional household, the programs that you agree to, that you said, these are, this is me, they're very limited. What you can do with your life, what you're capable of, right? You watched poverty growing up. You didn't have a father growing up. You saw different ways to deal with trauma growing up. And this is what you thought it was. This was your belief system. So this is how I do it. So when hard times come, this is what I do. This is, this is how I'm supposed to live. You truly believe that. You don't know, you know, there's other options. So you live, you start living your life through all these programs that were given to you. And you identify with them so much, you also identify with the limits that come with them. And every program has limits. There's not one that does not. So if I say I identify with a black person and I was, that's, that's my identity, what comes with that? If I identify really strongly with one religion, what comes with that? Right. So we live our whole lives under this false identity and we have a problem with anybody that that goes up against. 
So for me, my life started to transform from the inside out. And the only thing at the end of that that was connecting me to my old way of living was my birth name that was given to me. Right. I didn't ask for it. I didn't want it. But there's energy that's attached to names. So I was uh, met up with a friend of mine, a newly uh, acquired friend that didn't really know a lot about me, but they knew how I lived. And she said, what do you do? And I'm like, what do you mean? What do I do? She said, you don't smoke, you don't drink, you meditate all the time. You're a vegan. She said, you're like a monk or something. She said, you're like a urban monk. Nice. And I just laughed about it. I thought it was funny, whatever, right? But then when I left, I'm like, that's how much my life changed. She didn't know me as a drug right. dealer. She didn't know me as mm-hmm. alcoholic. She didn't know me as an abusive person. She didn't know any of this stuff. She just thought that I reminded her of a monk. And that's when you know that something really has changed right. within you. I never even gave it a second thought. But going from that point in my life to this point in my life so what i did was i changed one of my social medias to urban <laughs> yeah. monk it's a great, I it was a cool great name, t-shirt too yeah <laughs> urban monk right and, and then people just started calling, calling me monk and then for what i do like if you would to google monk coleman you would find a bunch of stuff right but if you was to google my birth name you'd have to go way down the right. line to find so this started catching on, right? This was probably almost what, wow. eight years ago now. And then people started calling me that, like when they see me out in public or whatever. And I said, for what I do to, especially even for like marketing purposes, because I want to get my message out there because I think my message is needed. It's a me- message of love. If I just stay with this name, there won't be any mistake about who I am. Right. If someone says, oh, Monk is going to come speak. They're going to know who that is. There's no there's not going to be a question about it. Right. But if they were to say my birth name, the next question would be, what's the what? Who? The last name. So for me to get myself out there as well, that's not the reason why I did it. I did it because that energy that was connected to the first name. Right. I didn't want that anymore. I didn't want anything that happened that was associated with my old life to be present mm-hmm. in my new life. So it, the only time I ever hear that name, of course, is my mom. <laughs> but uh, if I hear that name in the streets, I got to know it was someone. Right. I, you knew, I knew your name. <laughs> so you do a double. Maybe, I knew maybe your I name. I knew you a yeah. long time ago in yeah, another, exactly. another past life or something. <laughs> Right. You know your name. <laughs> right. I, I'll flip my head around like who? Like who is it? Yeah, so I just totally embrace that name and it right. feels right. So now I understand because back in the day I didn't understand how when people change the way they were, right. they change their name as well. Like Muhammad Ali, like Kareem Abdul Jabbar, like these different people that changed their name right. and I didn't really understand it. 
because they were not that old person anymore. That name didn't resonate with them anymore. They weren't aligned with that name anymore. And when I want to, when people say, oh, I'm just going to tell you what your mom named you. It's like, why do we have to accept anything that anybody else gave us? Right. We don't mm-hmm. have to accept it. No matter what. They gave it to us. It should be our choice whether we want it or not. I didn't right. choose that. Mm-hmm. And, and even, even, you know, if you were abused growing up or you had a really hard time growing up, it's not your fault. It's 100% not your fault. But if you want to do something different, it's your responsibility to heal and to grow from that. And I think the people that had the hardest lives growing up have the most potential to really step sure. into who they really are because it's such a contrast. It's such a, right. a contrast, right? You're not floating in the middle. It's like, this really sucks. And then you go to like, this is really amazing. So you're not just floating in the middle, just like, what is this all about? I think really hard situations make you totally. question your own reality, mm-hmm. your own identity. Well, who am I and what is this all about? And we start when we start really asking ourselves those questions, who am I and what is this all about? We're going to get the answers because the answers are going to come from the same place the questions came from. That higher part of mm-hmm. you. No questions. Every question that is an- asked is because there's already an answer right. to it. If there wasn't, there wouldn't be a yeah, question. Exactly. So, so it's basically asking you that question, and you have the answer already. Right. Who am I, and what is this all about? And every day I sit down and I surrender to that part of myself to guide me and help me to move through this day so I can show up the best I can so I can be that who I am fully instead of dipping back into some type of low vibrational place. I want to stay uplifted so I can bring that out to the world so I can share that with other people that may be going through a hard time right now to bring that energy to them that maybe I can make a difference just by being me even if no words are exchanged. Everything is energy. What kind of energy, for one, are we going to bring to the world? What kind of energy are we going to allow to go into our bodies? What kind of energy are we going to express? It's like people don't understand when it comes to meat as well, that the energy you're taking in is, is creating very low vibrational energy within you. And people don't, underst- people don't understand that, that everything has an effect. What you see, what you hear, what you eat has an effect on your whole being. So we have to, very, we have to be the gatekeepers to our energy. And we got to make sure we are very uplifted all the time. And notice when we are dipping. And it's okay. You're going to have some hard days. You're going to have some hard times. For sure. But being aware of those and being conscious of those and ask questions behind those things. Well, why am I feeling like this? What do I need to work on? What do I need to do? And just to sit with that sometimes and say, well, what is this trying to tell me? 
right? And then you get the answers and then you get the guidance so you can then lift yourself out of a, a very low place. And we all, have our, uh, we all have our ups and downs, but if you're on a regular trajectory upward, those ups and downs aren't going to be, the downs aren't going to be as much of the downs like they used to be, right? You're still going up even though you're going down. So it's all about staying on that path to elevate yourself, elevate your consciousness, to raise your energy. Because unconditional love is the highest energetic place you can be. Mm-hmm. And that's when Buddha and all these other people that came on this earth, they were unconditional love. That's what they were. That's why they had no judgments. And that's why they understood everything was one thing. So if I bring my best self, that means I'm changing the world for the better. Right. All of us here are changing the world. But how are we changing it? You can't show up here without leaving your imprint on this world. It's impossible. Right. You're here. Right. You're an energetic being. You're going to change the world. But which way are you going to change it? I have a, a soup analogy. It's like we're, one, we're like a pot of soup, and I have that in my book, too. We're, we're like a pot of soup. Like what flavors are you bringing to the soup? Collectively, we are the flavor of the soup. And right now, I don't think the soup tastes very good. Right? We got to bring our best flavors to the soup in order for the collective soup to be better, to be healthier, to be tastier. Nice. Right. I like that. That's a nice way to finish, get to an end to our podcast episode. And we would like to know about your future plans. Do you have any special ones coming yeah. up? Yeah. And where can everybody uh, find you or find your book? Find the well, urban uh, monk Amazon. on Amazon. <laughs> Great one. Amazon. Nice. nice. It looks very like, nice. Let's see <laughs> the link. Yeah. Um, and uh, monkeyeternal.com is my um, website. Yeah, monkeyeternal.com. Tammy does all my stuff, so I don't, I'm, I don't even <laughs> no know problem. half the stuff. We'll put it in the show on. notes. We'll ask but, her after and get I, them all up. So I do transformational coaching. Um, that's what I do. That's what I'm passionate about because uh, I like to help people to find their own greatness and their own power and their own God, whatever that looks like, and to really live a fulfilled life, right? To really right. be happy yeah. and have joy in their life. To really want be excited about living. And, you know, there's a lot of people that's right. not excited that's about true. living. Did right you meet now. a lot of people that um, but, you help them become, become clean in life? That had a similar journey to yours? Clean. Yeah, so I, before all this thing went down, I was getting invited to uh, nice. rehabs okay. and stuff. But when the when the COVID hit, I all oh, that no. stuff stopped. Oh. But I was going in that direction. I was going in that direction in prisons wow. and in rehabs and places where um, people right. just don't know yeah. who they are. Once you realize who you are, I mean, everything changes. Everything changes when you're living from a higher place. Everything changes. You just look, think, and move different. Right. You can see things for what they are and not what you thought they were. And then you can get to that healing part. Right. The part it's not it's not the addiction. That's the problem. It's why. Why do you need this? Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's what is causing you to think that you need this. The substance is it doesn't matter. All addiction stems from the same place. So I really don't know what I'm doing in the future because. <laughs> I'm just, I'm a kind of go with the flow type of right. guy. Um, 
so when opportunities come, I, I'm ready. Um, I'm, I'm started on another book, but I've been kind of slow uh, uh, about writing it uh, because it's on the computer and I like I like <laughs> oh, paper yeah. and pencil. So mm-hmm. I got to start getting back, getting back to really, right. really writing. Um, but uh, when things start to open up again, I got some speaking stuff coming up. And I just want to be out here and, and be the voice of love because we need yeah. it. Totally. We need it. And, you know, unity. We need it. This, this is what we need. Once we realize this, then the systems that are put in place right now to keep us separate will fall. They will crumble. Everything that they're doing right now to keep us in these little boxes, it's working for them. But we are having a collective awakening at the same time. So it's kind of a real strange place to be in right now. But we got to be a part of the change. We got to be a part of the change and not a part of the fear-based problem. Right? Everything everything that's put out there right now is fear-based. Every single thing. I don't watch the news. (laughs) Yeah, can be stressful. I don't watch the news. I mean, fear will keep you... Is, is, is everything is low vibrational is under the umbrella of fear. Everything. Anger, jealousy, name it. All the way down the line, it's all fear-based. If you look at the root of all these negative emotions, it's all fear-based. So if we can, that's why my book is called What? Right. Love or Fear. Because love always, if you have love in your heart, fear can't be there at the same time. Nothing else can be there. One or the other. Right. It's almost like you need to almost feel fear so that you know what love is. Would that be a good analogy to put? Because it's almost like that yin and yang in the evil yeah. and good. You can't have one without the other, right? Right. I, I think we have all these. Yeah, we have to have these lower experiences right. to know what yeah, we totally. aren't. Yeah. Right, there won't be. There yeah, won't exactly. Be anything yeah, to you need that to. comparison. Otherwise, you don't right. know the difference. Exactly. We just yeah. gotta. We gotta get. We gotta be tired. We just gotta be. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. You gotta be tired of living right. in that lower place that I like to call the basement. <laughs> I put my. We lived in, like in the basement. Yeah, we did. <laughs> right. L- literally lived <laughs> in the yeah, basement. <laughs> But yeah, the, in the basement, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. all vibration before we get off here. I'm just let me let me tell yeah. you this on the way out. It's all vibration. So all your experiences are right. equaling your vibration. So if you have great people in your life, if you have these wonderful experiences, not saying you're not going to have challenging times, but if you have overall, you have wonderful experiences, that's because you're attracting that. If you're in the basement, if you're a very low vibrational person, your friends are going to be right. that same way. Your experiences are going to be the same way. When I lived there, my friends couldn't trust right. most of them, right? Who, who can't trust yeah. your own friends, right? Couldn't trust most of them. All of us had some type of addiction issue. All of us had dysfunctional relationships. All of us were selling drugs or doing something illegal. These were the people right. that were coming into my life. It's not because I chose them, yeah. but I did hmm. cho- choose them. Yeah. From your energy. Yeah. From my energy. Right now, the people in my life is so crazy that the two people that I consider really good friends, I'm kind of a loner, but the two people I I really consider good back in the day, I needed to be around everybody. I was the life of the party. And I I, I had no peace in my life at that time. Now I'm more or less by myself and I have all the peace in the world. 
So the two people I hang out with now, vegans, <laughs> didn't ask for that. Well, you find right? your tribe, right? So wherever you're yeah, you at, track your tribe. you track right? your tribe. They, not, neither, one of them, neither one of them drink. Neither one of them drink, <laughs> didn't ask for that. And both of them are trying to help make the world a better place. Wow. Didn't ask for that. It's right. just matching my energy. That's it. If you look at your friends, they're going to match your energy. I don't know who said it, but someone said, if you look at five of your friends and you're a, you're an right, average yeah, of all those five. Right? Mm-hmm. right? So you are your friends. You're, that's, that's your energy. So if you look at your friends and you don't think they're very good people, guess what? They're probably not good people. You're not a good person. <laughs> oh, you're not a good person. Right. Look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Right? If you look at your friends and say, oh, man, they're terrible. And you, you look at yourself. Right. Because you are your friends. That's right. your energy right there. And I don't care where you go. And I know this is your experience as well. You've probably been somewhere where you didn't know anybody and you met somebody who was just like you. Yep. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. You went and met somebody just like you. Same kind of interest, same all, everything. It's because you were drawn to right. each other. Right. That's just how it works. <laughs> Anyways, if you want a better life, definitely. Be a better well, it was great life. talking to you, Mark. Yeah, so great to meet you. And, and thanks uh, for your time. Yeah, thank you for your time. Very inspirational and uh, motivative. Yeah. Get people to rethink things in their life, especially during maybe this time. It's a good time to reflect, right? Totally. And to reset your life. And it's never too late to start a better life, to start living. That not for, live it for you and not how you want others to be to see you you know because i feel social media treats you that you're not yourself you know you um i find most of the time like you want to be seen how you want to be seen in a way although it's maybe not you right but it's always so important to be yourself you know no matter what other people mm-hmm. are thinking as long as it's not hurting anyone right yeah, social media is a tricky one, yeah. man. It, it, it's, 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 it's neutral. It's neutral. You got to know how to use It's like any other tool. You got to know exactly. how to use it. You can't let it, you, you can't let it use you. And I, I think these kids are getting you. And, and the way they think about themselves is they have so, so, such low, so low self-esteem because they're looking at all these fake things and thinking they're real and comparing themselves to them. And that's all I'm going to say about that part. Right. Right. Sounds yeah. great. All right. Well, take care, Monk. It was great talking to you. I'm sure we'll hopefully maybe meet again. Some maybe we'll cross paths. Yeah, in person somehow. In California, <laughs> Vancouver, who knows? Right? Yeah, maybe you have a Sorry, talk up here. West, are you on the west side of Canada? Sorry, yeah, 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 we're Vancouver, on the west coast. Canada, west coast. Yeah. 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 I don't know anything about Canada. <laughs> I just know y'all talk funny and it's cold. <laughs> you talk funny? <laughs> no. I don't even notice the difference between American talk. Yeah, you guys have a similar accent. The West Coast has a very similar, yeah. The East Coast can be a bit different. Yeah. See, I wouldn't even know you were from Canada because you don't really sound like Canadians, but... That's what I thought. On the border border of America, uh, uh, of uh, USA and Canada, you guys talk alike. So up in Wisconsin and up there, it's a... We we talk similar to Seattle. Like that, uh, that Pacific accent. Northwest, mm-hmm. Portland, Seattle, for sure. Well, we're close by, right? We're close to the U.S. border, like only 45 minutes, right, by car? Yeah. So, so we're very close. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thanks All so right, much. Well, thanks. All right, Monk. Take Bye care. Hey. Yeah. Have a great day. Rest of your day. Take care. All the best. Ciao. Ciao.